Good morning. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, I am Jose Nieto Goyo. Some people call me Goyo. I am the Hispanic minister, and also I do community outreach. Uh, welcome to, to the annual church. We're, we're happy to, to have all of you here uh, this morning. Actually, uh, there is a, a person in, in the audience. He knows me. He and his wife knows me. Um, before even I met Sarah, about you know, mid-90s, when I watched watch this becoming a Christian, um, was very young. Uh, his name is Gary Finley. He's here. He used to be an elder at the Rossville Church of Christ uh, up in Detroit, and he supported, supported our missionary down in Venezuela. And he went down there a couple of times just to check the, the work and to have fellowship with us. So it's kind of cool to know somebody for, for so long and to see him now here. We were talking, and, and he said, you didn't speak any English back then. And I said, I'm still not speaking a lot of English <laughs> these days, but we're trying. <laughs> we're trying. Uh, during the last uh, few weeks, uh, Patterson has been uh, teaching a series, What is in Your Hand? And the idea is that God has blessed us and give us different talents and gifts that we can, we can use for his glory. He used the example of Moses and, and the rod that represented the, the tools that God has placed into our hands. And we saw how God can, can transform, transform something simple and ordinary into something extraordinary. And he also talked about David and the five stones and sling. And he was a, encouraging us to use what is familiar to us. Things that were used to to do and to have the gift, again, that we already have, just to use it for, for God's glory. And then last week, he was talking about Samson and uh, how he used a donkey's jawbone, right? Jawbone. Um, and so he was, you know, trying to tell us that sometimes we have to use ingenuity. Sometimes we think outside of the box, right? And so he has been trying to encourage us just to, just to do our best with what we have. And God can take a, a simple human being, a simple person, somebody like Moses that couldn't even talk, and do extraordinary things. Because it's not about us. It's not about our power. I don't actually, I don't have a microphone. Hopefully you, you can hear me anyway, right? Uh, but, but if you are willing, uh, God can use anyone. And that has been the, the, the idea behind all this series. Today, instead of uh, making an inventory of the things that God has given us, uh, you know, the tools, the resources, our gifts that we can use for his glory, we are going to reflect on the idea of our blessings becoming an obstacle uh, in the most important task in our life, which is to give God the glory that he and that's kind of the idea behind uh, is what is in your hand? What is in your pocket? What is in your house? What is in your garage that is not letting you to serve God? That is not letting you to give God the glory that he deserves. Uh, so the question that we must answer at the end of, of this message is if are we willing to bring everything we are Everything we have, everything we own, 
everything we have blessed, we have been blessed with to his feet. Right? And so we, uh, uh, brother, you, okay. I don't know if, you, if I need it or not. Um, it helps me with the accent. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. You have to make fun of yourself. You guys are so easy to please. Okay. So, uh, so, Brother Wayne, you know, we know the main passage that we're going to be dealing with this morning, uh, the young, rich ruler. But before we get there, sometimes you take a, a, a story out of the context and you lose a lot on the way. And I want to put uh, our story uh, in context. And if, if you look at Mark, you know, from the beginning, especially you go, you know, chapters 6, 7, and even 8, we start seeing Jesus doing uh, amazing things. He start, yeah, Jesus is, uh, cures a girl with a demon. He heals a deaf uh, and a mute man. He feeds 4,000 men with uh, just a few pieces of bread. Imagine that. I mean, bread is coming out from everywhere from just a few pieces. I mean, he's doing, he cures a, a blind man. And, and so the, the, the disciples are seeing all this wonder. He's just walking on water. I mean, he's just sitting down and talking to the, 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 the teachers of the law and teaching them. It is just, he, the story in Mark is just building up and building up and building up. And, you know, he is, is, is trying to, to make them understand who Christ was. So when we arrive in chapter 8, then Peter finally gets it. After seeing all these things and all the, the, the miracles and all the signs and wonders, he says, you are the Christ. You are the Messiah. And all these signs and all these miracles are proof of that. And your, your, your wisdom and the way you just, oh my goodness, this is, this is the Savior. This is our deliverer. And, uh, but then something happens in the story. This is a, a, a turning point in the book of Mark, in the gospel of Mark. Because when, when you think, you know, now, oh, man, this is, this is, this is going to be amazing. I mean, we got a guy that can feed a whole, I mean, a whole uh, army, right? We don't have to bring the cooks. The ABC, the cooks are going to be sad because now we don't need them anymore. <laughs> he comes and prays, bring a few sandwiches, and we just feed all these hungry teenagers. Yes, you. And uh, so they're just thinking, this is the deliverer. This is the guy we have been waiting for. I mean, this is going to be a big fight if we're going to win. And that, that's kind of where it is in, in Peter's mind and in the apostles' mind. But then there is a sudden and dramatic change in Jesus' teaching. So Mark 8.31, then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great sufferings and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days, rise again. 
He said all this quite openly. Oh boy, this is a shock. What in the world? Suffering? Rejected? Who wants to be rejected? Who's going to reject this guy with those powers, with that wisdom? Be killed? And he's like, what in the world? What are you talking about, dude? Right? Because we think that he was very respectful. He wasn't respectful at all. We can see. And Peter, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. And so uh, I can understand. I, I really can understand uh, Peter's response. Because we don't like to suffer, do we? We don't like to suffer. This America is probably the, the number one country that sells painkillers, because we, we have a little pain, and we just go and talk to the doctor, right? Hey, can you send me something? I don't like that. We got a problem with painkillers, right? People having more painkillers than they use, than they should, because nobody likes pain. We don't like to suffer. Teenagers, they don't like to be rejected. They want to fit in. They want to be embraced. We like to be superheroes, but that's not the way of the kingdom. And, and it's true that the kingdom, of, the kingdom of God will conquer, but it's not going to be, right, through military power. It's not going to be through heavenly warriors or miracles and, and wonders and signs. We're going to conquer, according to Jesus, through obedience, by denying ourselves to others, through suffering and sacrificial love. That's the way of the Father. But we don't like it, right? We Americans, we now have a blue passport, so I can say it. <laughs> right? We don't like it. We like it easy. We like it comfortable, right? And um, I'm starting to like uh, air conditioning a lot, man. I'm just <laughs> going to be honest with you. And so this, all what I'm saying, it, it has to be, I have to tell you this, before we can even enter the story. I'm not planning to stay in the story too long. Don't worry. And now we, yeah, I'm in, brother. <laughs> we foreigner, foreigners have a bad reputation that we like to go and go and go, but we are more spiritual than you people. <laughs> We're not looking at the watch. And so, uh, so in Mark 8, you know, we continue the reading, 34. Then he called the crowd. So he, 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 he talked to the disciples first. So listen, listen, let's talk a little bit about what, what, what are we all about. I am not here to be sitting on a throne and to be powerful and to be a superhero. I'm here to serve. I'm here to give my life for you. Are you willing to do the same? Are you willing to do the same? And so he not only talks to the, the disciples, then he says here, and 34, uh, I don't even know where I am. Yeah, 34. He called, he called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, if anyone, anyone? I don't know. Yeah. If any want to become my follower, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow for those who want to save their life will lose it. 
and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? What is more important than your eternal life? Is there anything more important than your eternal life? Anything? No, nothing. And that's what Jesus says, I'm coming to save your life. I'm not coming to save your country. I'm not coming to save Jerusalem. I don't really care much about earthly kingdoms. Uh, I'm coming to save you. I'm coming to establish the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is based on love and self-denial, self-sacrifice. Amen? So uh, it's not all bad. I mean, I'm not going to depress anyone. You know, when you go to chapter 9, then Jesus go up to the mountain, the mountain of transfiguration. Remember, he changed. And this dude is glowing like, what? And then he invites a couple of neighbors from heaven. You know, he doesn't come along. And he got Elijah and he got all these people and they have a party and they don't even know what to do. I mean, uh, uh, Jesus... Yeah, he said, yeah, we're going to suffer. But, but let, me, let me show you a little bit. Let me, let me give you a glance of, of glory. This is what you're going to, to, to be able to attain one day. And I believe that while we are here on earth, while we are sent, serving God's kingdom, we get those gleams of glory, right? We get those beautiful moments, right, in our fellowship. And we're doing missions. When we're helping somebody, we see the glory of God through people, right? And people see the glory of God through us. It's just, it's just beautiful. So, so it is not all depressing. It's not all about suffering. But there, we have to get ready for those, the, for those difficult moments. And so we, we read the, the story. I'm not going to read it again because it's going to be against my time. That's why I told uh, Brother Wayne to read it before my time. And, uh, and so we see, you know, we, we got the tendency to criticize, you know, and say, oh, what, what's wrong with this dude? I mean, he's, he, he's, 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 he's coming to Jesus. He has all these uh, things that any millennial, millennial one, right? He had money. He had position, according to Matthew, he's a ruler. So he had a, a good position in the synagogue. He had power. He had political power. He got religious power. So he had position. He had power. Man, and he's young. You know what it means to be young and with money? I mean, we got a lot of young people here, but they're all broke. <laughs> I mean, don't, have, don't have any money. My daughter has more money than this dude together. Uh, but you know what is beautiful? Just to be young and beautiful, right? Wrinkle-free. With money, with position. Oh, man. And he's a good, he was a good man. He was a very good man on, you know, people's standards, right? Earthly standards. He had good morals. And, and so he, he comes, uh, but th th there, was something, there was something missing, right? There was something missing in his heart. Even though he had all these things, uh, he lacked fulfillment. He, he probably was constantly seeking something this world couldn't, couldn't offer. And maybe we can 
can relate a little bit, you know, when we we are in our in our offices, right, sitting in front of a uh, in front of a computer, wishing to be somewhere else. Have you ever? I wish I would be in Hawaii, working in a golf course, driving a little boogie cart, <laughs> and I'm in here just working this computer. And we always have this desire that maybe I wish I, I, I was, man, somebody else, and I was more important. So we're always looking for something else. We're always big hole in, in our hearts. And, and, and I think there is a passage in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 11, where, where the Bible tells us that God has put it, uh, set eternity in the human heart. And you only, you can only feel eternity with something eternal. Right? You cannot feel a hole that is in our hearts, our desire for God. Now, now you remember when you were in, in, in I remember back in, in my country, in Venezuela, uh, in elementary school, we studied all these uh, Indians that used to roam around. They killed them all, but they used to be around. There are a few alive still, and uh, these Spanish people came and they're gone. But when we study them, it, we remember studying and talking about their desire to worship some, some, something greater than them. And they worship the sun and they worship the, the, the rain because there is something in, in, in people's hearts that, uh, I don't know, is, is not filled with, uh, with early, early stuff. So and he, he comes to Jesus, verse uh, 1017, as he was, get, uh, he was setting out on a journey this is Jesus. A man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So he came at the right time. He was young. He came to the right person, Jesus. He came with the right attitude. He knelt in front of him. He had an idea. He understood. And some people believe Jewish, Jewish people didn't understand the concept of eternal life. But that's not true when you look at the scriptures. And, and he asked him about how can inherit eternal life. And, and just like you and me, we believe in eternal, in eternal life. And maybe, maybe we're, we're asking that question to ourselves. Am I doing enough to, to be able to go to heaven? Am I, am I good enough? To be able to go to heaven. Am, am I serving enough? Am I talking to others about Jesus and my faith? And we have all these little boxes that we want to fill out. And maybe we're asking the same question. Which I think is the wrong question. But we might ask that question. What can I do? What can I do? Um, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Of course, he was a rich person, and, and he probably thought there, there are certain conditions. He, if he was young and rich, he probably got the money from his family, right? His parents. And so you got to be the right person, and you got to do the right things, and you got to meet the right conditions to be able to inherit something. And maybe, maybe that's, that's how eternal life works. I don't know. And, and you, we, I know that's not the right question, uh, but Jesus played his game. He said, okay, you want, you want to do something. 
So he said, Jesus played his game. He said, you need to go, right? You need to do what? Sell. You need to give. And then you can come and follow me. That's, it is, you think it's about doing? Well, this is what you're supposed to do then. If, if it's about what you, what you can do, uh, uh, then this is what you, you can do. And what was his answer, you know? Jesus also told him, just, you know, you know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. So if I ask you, uh, which commandment do you think he was breaking then? You think about the Ten Commandments. You can talk. I know we're in the Church of Christ. People aren't supposed to talk. Talk. <laughs> Silence. So uh, which commandment do you think he was breaking? He was very a false witness. Okay. What else? Anybody else? Don't be afraid. It's not a good or bad answer. Just give your answer. Number two. Can you translate for her? She's afraid to talk. Idols, having idols, if, you know. So, you know, I think he's probably missing out the, the, the first two. He was loving money more than, than God, number one, and he created an idol, right? He had a really nice Ferrari. He had a big mansion. He lived out in Franklin by one of the country music singers. He had a acres of land, and with the inflation here in Nashville, I mean, his property is now twice as much as it used to be five years ago. Everybody's counting, right? He was just on the top of his game. He was with all the big names and neighbors. He knew everybody. He hung out with the president of Lipscomb University. I mean, he was, <laughs> oh, Jesus. sorry, I didn't know you were here. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I mean, he was just, my goodness. And, and so it's good that Jesus didn't ask him, do you love God more than anything else? So G Jesus didn't went straight to him. He said, I'm going to play a game with this dude. I'm going to just let, them, let him just show me how good he is. And so Jesus, the, 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 probably I, I believe that Jesus knew he was keeping the commandments that he just mentioned. Because then when he answered, he said, I have done all of those. I mean, do I need to do, just do those five, six? Ooh, I'm golden. I've kept those. And the beautiful thing is, then the Bible says that he looked at him and he got, he loved him. He loved him. Jesus knew this guy is, is really struggling. This guy is really searching. He had a big hole, and I can help him feel it. I can help him feel it. I, I don't know what you guys believe. I do believe that this was a particular command for a particular person. I don't believe Christians need to uh, sell their properties. You can sell them to me for cheap if you want, but you don't have to uh, sell your properties. I don't have, you don't have to take your inheritance and your money and give it to the poor, right? I believe Jesus asked him to do that 
because that was his particular struggle. Sometimes we have uh, weird ideas about money. I mean, money itself is not a bad thing. Would uh, you see men uh, like, like um, uh, Abraham, for example, he was filthy rich. And Job, I mean, those people, uh, David, and the Bible doesn't say that David struggled with possessions, I mean, right? And David has other struggles. We know what, where they are, where those are. Uh, so I think it was a, this was a particular command uh, for a particular man. And it, what is it, the reality is the human struggle is that those who have possessions, they try very, very hard to keep them. Very hard. And they work really hard because they want to keep, you know, at least eight, nine figures in my bank account. Just for backup. So they tried really hard to keep their, their possessions. And those like me who don't have possessions, we try very hard to get them. So if you have them, there is a problem. And if you don't have them, there is a problem too. Right? So we, we all struggle with that. Whatever in whatever position you, you feel like you, you are. There is a, there is a struggle. I, I see this is the big problem with this young man. Uh, it's not like I believe that he didn't have possessions, to be honest. He didn't have possessions. Possessions have him, had him. Possessions were on him, right? And that was, that was the, big, the, big, the big problem. And so I just, uh, at this point in, in, the, in this message, I just want for you guys to reflect uh, on what is that thing that you have? or that you don't have. Can be something that you have and can be something that you don't have. That has taken the place of God in your heart. So it doesn't have to be money necessarily. We, we you know, we meet uh, the staff, we, we meet every, every week, we're trying to meet every week. And you know, we're you know, thinking about the future and, and, and what's going on and, and through, through uh, this pandemic, something that is a blessing for this church, even though a lot of people out there, you know, didn't have jobs or whatever. I mean, our, our um, offering has been pretty steady. And since I'm here, uh, uh, we, we ha I mean, honestly, financially, we, had, we, don't, we haven't struggled much. And, and we were looking at, at how, you know, back many years ago, uh, the ch this church was a lot larger but the, the offering has been the same. So we're, bringing, we're getting rid of people that are not like to give, and we're, you know, we're keeping the good ones. <laughs> and so that's, that happens on your own, but, but I'm just kidding. Don't tell the guys that left. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't believe uh, greed uh, or uh, it's, it's a big problem in this church. Some individual may have a problem with greed. I can, I can tell you that. But in general, as a church, in that sense, we're very, very healthy. Actually, you know, you just saw the video of the lady at the, at the elementary school. I kind of pretty quick went through the clothes a little bit. Oh, man, there were, like, new pants in there, Under Armour uh, sweatshirts. I was like, what size is it? Am I... <laughs> Do a little switching. That's not legal. I'm just kidding. But I knew it was illegal. But but I thought for a second. You know. I mean, I have to repent. That's a good story. But it was medium, so it doesn't fit. 
But this congregation is very generous. Uh, but there are many other things besides you know, money that, that can be a problem for you. For these young guys and girls, it can be a relationship. Maybe you're hanging out with somebody that is not good for you. And it's leading you to, to bad places. It's taking you to dark places. It's taking you to dangerous places. You are doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. But it's hard for you to break that relationship. And that relationship is becoming more important than your relationship with Jesus. And that's a problem. Right? So relationship can be, and, 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 and an addiction, an addiction can be something that can, can, could take the place of Jesus. So do not, don't judge this young man too harsh. Because remember how the, the saying, you're pointing one and then there are three fingers going against you. So what is it? What is that thing? What is that person that is taking the place of God in your heart? What, what, what is it? And, and so I'm, I'm calling you this morning just to, to do an inventory on those things that you have that have you, that are controlling you, and you need to give up for the sake of your salvation, but for the sake of the kingdom. Talking about this week, we, we have, you know, Patterson and, and Andrew and JP and myself, you know, we're trying, just trying to get a little deeper in our, our relationship. And as we were, you know, talking, uh, we heard the news of, of uh, um, a youth minister down in Oklahoma area that got, was caught um, uh, doing inappropriate things to a, uh, a minor on a bus stop in a public place. And, and now it's, it's national news. A youth minister from, from, from the church, our our brotherhood. Oh, it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because it, it, will, it will destroy a lot of lives. Uh, the congregation, and, 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 and you know, if he's married and he had kids, it's just, that scene is so destructive. But when somebody is able to do something like that in public, my question is, what is, what is happening? What was happening in private for many years? Because to, to get to that point when you're able to risk your own, your own future, you're risking your life, you're risking your ministry, you're risking your church. I mean, so many things that you're putting on the line for, for a long time. It doesn't happen like that, like overnight. And it's really sad. I mean, brothers and sisters, it's really, really, really sad. And so we have, we have nine elders here. We have several ministers. We got very active, very spiritual uh, uh, men and women in this congregation. And I want to ask you, if you are that person, if there is something in your heart that is eating you away, if you, there is a struggle that you have that is, you try and you try over and over and you, and you just give in and you give in, please seek help. Please, I beg you, seek help. Because you are not only hurting yourself, you're going to hurt so many people. By the time this thing blows up, because it's going to blow up in your face. We're trying to keep it. And the thing is, sin, according to, to uh, David, sin grows and gets stronger and stronger when you keep it in secret. And I don't know if the, if the elders or uh, I think it was Chris, I don't know who built uh, my office, but I'm going to complain in front of everybody. And, and I think maybe they did it for security reasons, but 
I can hear almost everything Patterson is saying on his, on his office. I mean, when he's singing, I have to sing with him. What am I going to do? <laughs> okay, I'm going to follow. And he's, you know, he's singing. When he's having class, and then I hear the teacher talking. When he's talking to his buddies, and, and I mean, it's just no privacy. I'm going to tell you, it's like having a roommate. You know? There is a, this very thing, well, and something that I like about Patterson is that if I go by his office and I look at the window, I can see his monitor. I can see his monitor because... Uh, because you know there is a big problem in this country. Seven out of ten men have a pornography issue. That means we have the issue here. We don't want to say it. We don't want to discuss it. We don't want to confess it. But if, 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 if that's true, if seven of every ten men have a struggle with pornography, then we're having the struggle here. And again, I'm going to ask, if you don't want to talk, if you don't want to tell somebody, start putting some boundaries for yourself. Also with JP, same thing. I don't know if the elders did it on purpose, but where, the, where his, his desk is, his, lap, his uh, monitor faces the door. And I pop in every time. And I'm telling you, that dude is working. I mean, he's doing his work. And so we got this open door policy, and we check on one another. And, and you're, not, you're not asking me, but my daughter and my wife, they know the password of my phone. They know the password of my computer. They can access it anytime they want. And when you, when you are open like that, give you accountability. I better don't get into that stuff because they're going to find out. And so sometimes you need to force yourself. You need to find yourself ways to protect your integrity, your holiness. Because holiness is not... It doesn't start in your behavior, it starts in your heart. So whatever you do in, in private, that's the most important time of your day. The most important time of your day, what really tells God who you are is what you do when you are alone, when nobody is watching, right? So that's, that's my, my call for today. Uh, that's my, my encouragement for you that um, sometimes we need to let things go. Sometimes work is, is taking the, uh, the first number one priority in your life, and you're forsaking your wife, and you're not spending time with your kids, and you're not spending time with God, and you don't have to, time to come to church because all you think about is, 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 is work, because you think that's your God, because you think your, your job is going to save you and take you for, to heaven. I don't know what the problem is. But you need to put your priorities straight. And God is first. And family is second. Then you can talk about work. It's not all about money. Right? When the sun sets. Not about the money, money. It's not all about money. So, uh, so again, this is for everyone. So I'm going to ask you to stand. And if you are a Spanish-speaking person, you can read in Spanish. If you are an English-speaking person, obviously you read in English. So we're going to read together the same speed. If you go ahead, I'm going to go back. We'll start again. But this is taking that verse that Jesus told the, the, the crowds, and then we're going to say it as if it was you. Right? So you're going to say, for example, if I want to become his follower, I need to deny myself. Right? 
And, 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 and if somebody asks me, what, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You need to deny yourself. Right? You need to deny yourself. Take up your cross or my cross and follow him. And then we'll go to the second part. If I decide, I miss the I. If I decide to save my life, I will lose it. But if I lose my life for his sake and for the sake of the gospel, I will save it. How about that? Well, let's do something even better. We're going to do it in English and then in Español, right? So we're going to just put the Spanish people just to, you need to talk, people. Don't, don't hide. All right, English first. If I want to become his follower, I need to deny myself, take out my cross. And everybody say, amen. 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 Español. Si yo quiero ser su seguidor, necesito negarme a mí mismo, tomar mi cruz y seguirle. Si decido salvar mi vida, la perderé. Pero si pierdo mi vida por su causa y por el evangelio, la salvaré. Amen. amen. You can sit down. Uh, I just want to encourage you. Yeah, the next, I'm going to take the, the next few minutes. Uh, just to encourage you, this coming uh, Saturday, we're going to go to our neighborhood. We're going to start working from the houses here with, with Patterson Leeds all the way out. We're going to cover all the way up to the middle school, right, to the middle school. We're going to go out. And again, we're not asking you to go and, and evangelize people. And No, 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 no. We're just going to go to introduce ourselves to the to the. Uh, this is going to be this coming Saturday, October the 2nd, from 10 to 12. We're going to introduce ourselves to our neighbors and say, hey, we're members of the church down the street. We're just coming to say hi. And guess what? We're having a party in a few weeks. We're going to have a full festival. And we're going to have a hair ride. We're going to bring a tractor. And we're going to have bunch, put a bunch of kids in the tractor with hay. You will not see them again. No, you don't stay there. <laughs> but you. And we're going to have live music. Uh, 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 out there, and we want to have face painting. I think uh, Lance said he's going to do the face painting. Uh, we want to do. Uh, we to have a photo booth with the full theme behind. We want to have hot drinks, uh, no hard drinks, hot drinks. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, hot chocolate, coffee. We want to have door prize. We want to have a big. I'm looking for just if somebody can. I want to find a big um, pumpkin and see who can guess the, the weight. And I'm gonna give you a gift card. Ooh, so <laughs> you better come, right? And uh, so we're gonna have games, cornhole, we're gonna have volleyball. I mean, it's gonna be almost, just think about a fair. So while the kids are going around doing the hair ride, then the parents can hang out and talk to you. And make sure if you are with your friend, ah, well, I like to be with my friends, but take your friend and try to talk to a neighbor. But also, we're not going to just tell our neighbors that live around here, just to invite a friend. If you have a friend, I mean, the best way, you know, there are a few layers when, when talking about evangelism. Of course, you start where? Where do you start with, uh, when we talk about evangelism? Where do you start? At home, right? You need to baptize your own kids. That's not JP's job. That's your job. It's your job. And so we start at home, and then you go with your friends, 
right? And your neighbors, the people that you know, and then you go out to the community, and then you can go out to the, to the mission field. So those are layers of, and so the community is the third layer. But just go ahead and invite somebody from work, invite somebody, your neighbor, uh, maybe a nephew that is not a Christian, just bring someone. So we can have fun, we can get to know them, they can see how cute we are and nice and all that stuff. And then, and so if we go, <clears throat> if we don't find people, then we wanna hang this at the door and it's in English and then in Spanish. Let them know, hey, we'll stop by. Also, we wanna have a actual invitation card for the fall festival that you can give the, to the people. Also, JP has a card with information about the youth group. And so you go and you see there are some things and they say, hey, we have a youth group and we, they play basketball and, and, and flag football and whatever they do. And, and so I want, we want to invite you. And so we want to go. And then you got, and no offense, but the older people, oh, what church is that? I would like for more information. Where? We have information, look. All the information we have. It's Church of Christ, baptism is there. And so we want to have, if somebody, this is not to give to everyone, only if somebody asks, hey, I would like to have a little more information about your church. I mean, you guys are going to be ready. Don't be afraid, you're going to be ready. But you need to give out, uh, what is uh, Wagner? Wagner. Do not play uh, golf on Saturday. I don't want to hear, oh, I was playing golf. No golf. <laughs> Next Saturday, October 2nd, no golf. Wait, I'm watching, I'm looking at you too. <laughs> You're going to tell your, your guys, hey guys, we're not going to play golf today. We're going to go to the church and we're going to go and talk to our neighbors. Maybe we can play in the afternoon, all right? And whatever you're doing, I want you to put it aside. Deny yourself, please, for two hours. Oh, yeah, big deal. And we're so spiritual. And uh, come and, and, and be part of this effort. So if you take, if you take your bulletin, there, you can scan. There is information there. You can, you can put your, your uh, photo, whatever, your phone against that little scan. And the, the form is going to pop up. It's very simple. Your name, one form per, per family. Put your name, and if you're bringing your wife and your two children, don't ask. Somebody say, well, I need to ask my wife. Please don't ask your wife. Sign her up. <laughs> we don't ask the wife, do we? We just sign her up. So sign her up. Don't ask. Bring your kids, sign them up. And then if you want T-shirts, then you can say, I need one medium uh, two large, and for me, a two, two double extra large. And then you put it there, and then you pay 15 bucks. Not free, it's five bucks. If you don't want t-shirts, you, you put zero and you don't have to pay anything. How about that? I might give you, a, a, if you show up, I may give you a, but I'm not gonna promise anything. How about that? So next Saturday, I'm gonna go back, uh, October 2nd, and we need to be here by 9.45 so we can leave by 10. Work for an hour and 45 minutes, and then come back and have a little lunch, pizza, maybe a little salad, some people are working on it. But I need numbers. I need to know how many people are going to come. Please. I know <clears throat> that's another situation with our church. We always sign up at the last minute. And that's, that's a problem for the people who are trying to organize food and, and that kind of stuff. So thank you so much for your time. May God bless you. And again, going back to being serious, I want, at this time, I'm going to ask the elders to come forward. And, and you don't have to come in front and, and repent of your sins. I mean, you want to do it. You, elders, you can come up, um, please. 
And, uh, and, but just pray, come and pray. And, and again, just look for help. Look for help. If you're struggling with a specific sin, if, if you know there is something in your heart that is bothering you, it doesn't have to be a deadly thing. But if you need help, if you need accountability, we, we got a lot of people willing to, to keep it secret, but to keep you accountable. Amen? So let's stand as we uh, uh, sing and, and pray.